0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Understory podcast. Understory is a global platform supporting innovators and innovative companies who are making a difference in the world of sustainability and climate tech. Today, we're thrilled to have Shushi Nashawen to join us. Shushi is the Chief Sustainability Officer and Chief HR Officer of Eka Software Solutions. Sushi, she's so nice to have you with us. Um, to start off, tell us more about your background and your role at Eka Software.
1: So thank you, thanks for having me today. Um, I've been at Eka for the last 12 years and I've performed a multitude of different roles, but my primary role for the largest part has been that of heading the human resources team at ECHA globally. And in doing so, I realized that I had made such deep and profound connections with vendors, with suppliers, clients, uh, and of course employees, that it charted my narrative to um, become more of um, the leader for a business function as well. So about four years back, I also took an additional responsibility of heading uh, some parts of our upstream business where we were creating software for businesses in the upstream side on the production or the producer side. And that's when um, I realized that sustainability was a huge narrative. And we started our chart, I started working on that uh, path of sustainability uh, about four years back and uh, circa then to now we've launched a sustainability solution um, through that connection through those meetings that i had with some of our partners with some of our um, some of our different uh, vendors clients stating that their narrative was increasingly also becoming sustainability so the seed was sown about four or five years back and now it fructified into a product and into me leading the sustainability practice and so i've been doing this role of being the chief sustainability officer uh, for the last two years in addition to my human resources responsibility as well
0: that's so fascinating and uh, it's incredible um, how you're able to uh, connect those synergies together and I think it makes a lot of sense given Eka Software's global position uh, with your platform for e-sourcing supply chain trading and risk and uh, clearly you're ahead of your time really thinking about the sustainability side of things. So You mentioned the Sushi around partners and customers in your conversations that really inspire you four years ago to start building the sustainability and ESG software solution. What sorts of organizations do you typically work with and what sorts of pain point that you see and observe from your partners and customers?
1: Sure, that's a great question. So um, ECHA works with organizations that are in the industry verticals of manufacturing, um, natural resources, which means agriculture, um, metals and mining, energy and utilities, uh, CPG and retail, right? So whole gamut of organizations across these different industry verticals is typically the organizations that we worked with and in working with them, we realized that their pain points, aside from the existing solutions on e-sourcing, supply chain, and trading and risk, were the fact that they were not able to accurately measure or report their sustainability narratives, their sustainability risks, because sustainability risks are historically non-financial risks. And non-financial risks because of the nature of the non-financial aspect of it, because they're not economic, always take a lower priority for organizations. But even so, these non-financial risks tend to become financial risks if uh, there is a mishap that happens. For example, an organization does not accurately report on the labor or the human rights violations um, in a particular segment or a country, those can actually lead to the organization's operations being shut down. So it was actually a non financial risk. It was a sustainability risk that did not get accurately reported. And therefore, it became a financial risk for the organization or an operational risk. So a lot of organizations were struggling with an appropriate narrative on their sustainability risk. They were struggling with measuring and reporting accurately across different stakeholders uh, on their environmental, social, as well as governance parameters. You you know, a lot is being spoken about in climate tech. There's a lot of noise around um, carbon emissions, climate technology, or uh, climate change, especially more so after COP26. But that's not the only narrative that organizations need to focus on when they're looking at sustainability across environmental, social and governance. There are so many more different metrics that need to get reported. And we see that that's where the organizations need to focus their energies on because that's where they're struggling currently. They're struggling with reporting across environmental, social and governance metrics. And they're struggling with an accurate stance of their sustainability or non-financial risk. And they're struggling of course with how their carbon footprint is because that no matter what we say, climate change and carbon footprint are the ones which have uh, a major set of eyeballs, which are the ones where countries, companies and individuals alike are focusing a lot of their energies on. So in
0: a nutshell, those would be the pain points that we are trying to address. I think that's incredibly useful, and I think you really touched on the complexity of organizations trying to achieve aggressive sustainability goals or even meet the net zero goals. There are are lots of challenges, and and if you can't measure it and measure it in the right way, you can't really operationalize uh, the new processes and so forth. So... You're actually talking about something that we have heard a lot about, which is carbon accounting. So what is carbon accounting in your perspective? And um, how does Eka Software help your clients to really tackle this emerging and really front and center role of doing carbon accounting in the right way? Sure.
1: So um, carbon accounting or carbon footprinting analysis, as we also call it, is um, an organization's understanding of their measurement or rather the relative measurement of the amount of carbon dioxide equivalent that is released in the environment during the life cycle of a product or an activity or a process Right. So that's how we typically calculate or say that this is what the carbon footprint of the organization is. It's normally calculated from the analysis of both the direct as well as indirect emissions of resources consumed in a certain, uh, like I said, product, activity or process. So um, different operating condition scenarios such as raw material diversity, process integration degree, utility type, you know, many different facets are characterizing this process simulation or using of the industrial data that actually goes into computing your carbon dioxide equivalent release in the organizations uh, in the environment. And that's what organizations struggle with computing right now. How do I understand what my direct and indirect emissions are. And that's where I think we have a very sweet spot because ultimately um, you need to move or gravitate towards a technology that helps you measure these in a standardized manner that helps you articulate and collect um, in an appropriate manner, your scope one, scope two and scope three emissions. For the purpose of this conversation, let me also clear out what scope one, scope two and scope three emissions are. Now, scope one emissions are the direct emissions from owned or controlled resources by an organization. The scope two emissions are really the indirect emissions from either the generation of purchased electricity or steam, heating and cooling that are consumed by the organization that is reporting the scope two. And scope three are all indirect emissions that occur in a company's value chain, but they do not have a direct control over them, right? So these are the three different specific narratives on carbon accounting that organizations need to measure. And while scope one and scope two are to some degree are um, attained well by organization, it is scope three that organizations need to have a much better control of. And that's where I believe that a technology solution like ECAS plays a great role in helping organizations to bring in data in a standardized format, massage that data to make sure that it is compliant with some of the accounting standards that the organizations need to report on. And then also, Um, articulate using emission factors and company specific, industry specific, as well as um, country specific formulas to say what the total carbon emissions for the organizations are. And that's what a technology solution like uh, ECAS does. We do that really well. We do that across the different sectors of manufacturing, natural resources, which is agriculture and energy, utilities, um, metals and mining, as well as CPG and retail. So um, that's where I think a technology solution would really help organizations articulate their carbon footprint and do their carbon accounting well.
0: Yeah, thank you for that perspective. And I think you just outlined how complex this is. And I'm glad that you proactively defined scope one, scope two and scope three, because whether you're a small company or a large company, like all the clients that Aka has, um, it, these are all incredibly important. One of the things that I found really interesting and uh, compelling about Aka's platform uh, for sustainability and ESG is that it's it's end-to-end. And I think, uh, Shushi, you, you um, actually uh, in, mentioned this as well, is it's not just about, visualizing right that even though that's that's important but it's helping these clients aggregate different data sources helping them to really understand um, the data and then all the way down to um, reporting uh, an analysis reporting and then make it useful across the organization
1: true absolutely very rightly said. So for example, it's not just important for organizations even to understand their carbon footprint. It's also um, the ability that their procurement teams or their um, environment teams have or need to have to say, um, I need to have an emissions-based procurement strategy. You know, a cement industry or um, a construction industry for example, needs to understand that if I need to procure my product from two different countries and I need to land my product and process my product in a different country, where is it that I'm going to be able to optimize my procurement strategy such that emissions are the least, but they're also cost balanced, right? So you need to understand your footprint first, then you need to analyze in detail to be able to understand can I give this power to my procurement teams or even my finance teams to say um, a great combination of emissions-based strategy with a cost-based um, strategy for procurement can enable the organization to reduce their carbon dioxide emissions right so organizations need to put that in perspective and need to give the power Uh, in the hands of these different stakeholders, even within the organization, not just the sustainability team, not just the environment management team, but also the procurement teams that are actually making the decisions or the finance teams that have a very, very um, defined lens of only looking at the best cost analysis. Can both these teams marry the usefulness of a certain technology intervention to help them reach a midway strategy where the organization balances its ultimate carbon dioxide, um, you know, narrative.
0: Yeah, and, uh, you know, the bigger the company, the more complex the industry, the more cross-functional they have to be. And, and uh, you know, ECHA software and solution, um, I think rightly so addressing addressing those needs. Um, As an expert uh, in this area, Shushi, how how do you see disclosure standards or reporting uh, standards evolve? And where where do you see, um, whether it's carbon counting, carbon footprinting analysis, and and generally sustainability and ESG uh, reporting uh, evolve uh, for large and small companies in, in the world? Sure.
1: So that's a very relevant question, one that, um, you know, often organizations also struggle with, because these disclosure standards that we have, and we have a lot of them, by the way, right. So there are close to about 40 different disclosure standards for sustainability and carbon accounting together, and organizations struggle with which one should I comply with? And even if they pick up, let's say they pick up one or two different standards to comply with and report on because there are the investor interests um, for the reporting of those different standards, they still struggle because these standards are evolving at a very fast pace. I mean, the GRI standards also just, for example, has evolved about three times in the last uh, four and a half years itself. So for organizations, yeah. And how do you keep up, you right? Know? So even a technology intervention needs to keep up because that means that at the back end, we also need to keep upgrading the technology to match the fast change of the different disclosures. So imagine even the technology intervention has to do it so fast. So imagine the task it is for organizations that are w- vested in disclosing these standards, right? So the quantum or magnitude or the number of standards is complex they're also evolving because you know every new uh, every year there are new challenges in sustainability for example the global pandemic right covid threw so many challenges at organisations and at countries alike that they needed to look at sustainability in a different lens to be very honest um, i mean it was just the climate action and the climate narrative that was being talked about a lot pre-pandemic. But during pandemic organizations have realized that the social and governance resilience, that the resilience for their supply chain, not only on carbon emissions, but their entire um, supply chain from farm to fork needs to be better built, needs to be more sustainable and needs to carry through sustainance. Uh, So different lens has been thrown even during the pandemic for organizations, for countries and for compliance and disclosure standards to say we need to change these disclosure standards to be more pertinent, uh, right? In terms of the way that uh, disclosures need to be made. So disclosure standards are changing really fast and they are too many in numbers. Those are the two major uh, reasons that organizations struggle with uh, when they also come to us, they usually ask us, which are the standards that I should be picking and why? What is really pertinent for my country, for my industry? And a lot of these large conglomerates are operating in multiple countries um, and therefore they need to comply with a multitude of different standards and disclosures because some standards are pertinent to a specific country right so it is uh, these standards are not very well evangelized and organizations do not have a great handle on what is applicable to them because they're all nuanced to industry to processes that are managed by an organization so uh, truly in this manner technology can play a very important role when um, you don't understand your sustainability compliances that are required uh, and companies like ECA, and I'm sure there are other services uh, providers as well, but companies like Eka definitely are at the forefront of making sure that we sort of, uh, we accommodate more than 500 different metrics across environmental, social and governance standards, which we've compiled at looking uh, at all of these different disclosures and standards such that the organizations can pick and choose within the realm of a single technology solution, which ones do they need to uh, manage, which ones do they need to disclose, which ones do they need to report on. But if you bring in your data once, then we can tell you how well you're suited to each of these different disclosures and standards that we cover. So uh, technology is a huge enabler an organization's uh, journey for reporting on different disclosure standards. And I hope that answers your
0: question. Yeah, that's excellent insights. And I think what makes this, your your perspective so so powerful, Shushi, is that uh, you yourself, uh, as we introduced you before, is a chief sustainability officer of a global company. And uh, you see this from a user perspective and, and the fact that you, are also the HR officer for, for this global company. And you, as you're talking about uh, the social elements, the, the governance, resilience, and so forth, there is a huge uh, human element to all of this, to sustainability, because it's ultimately is about how to account for the responsible behaviors uh, of corporations uh, to make our world better and um I just really love the founding story and how it really inspired you and your team to build um, such a differentiated solution, uh, serving your peers and others in, in those organizations. So one last question for you, Shushi, is um, where can partners and customers and organizations interested in Eka software, where can they find you uh, or connect with a company to learn more?
1: Sure. So you can find us on our website, which is uh, www.eka1.com. That's numeric one. So eka1.com. You can find us there on our website. We have a very active LinkedIn and social handle. And uh, I would love for the audience to
0: interact with us there as well. Well, Sushi, thank you so much for your time and to join us on this episode. We learned so much about your work, your backgrounds and how you've built a global platform uh, for sustainability and ESG. And thank you for educating us on carbon counting and the complexity around that topic. And uh, Sushi Nishawan, the Chief Sustainability Officer and Chief HR Officer of ACA Software Solutions. Thank you so much again for joining us here on the Story Podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you.